Hi, this is Sean Backey from CLNS Radio and the Evening Score Sports Podcast. Kickstart your new year and challenge yourself to learn something new with a free 10-day trial to lynda.com. Lynda.com is used by millions of people around the world and has over 4,500 courses on topics like web development, photography, visual design, and business, as well as software training like Excel, WordPress, and Photoshop. All of their courses are taught by experts, and new courses are added to the site every week. Whether you want to set new financial goals, find work-life balance, invest in a new hobby, ask your boss for a raise, or even find a new job or improve upon the current job skills in 2015, lynda.com has something for everyone. Now, if you sign up today for the free 10-day trial by visiting lynda.com slash CLNS, You'll get the benefits of unlimited access to every course on lynda.com. You'll also get access to view tutorials on tablets and iPhone and Android mobile devices, as well as access to new courses added every week. Some of the courses that were recommended for me uh, include analyzing your website to improve SEO, viral marketing, and web analytics fundamentals. Do something good for yourself in 2015 and sign up for the free 10-day trial to lynda.com by visiting lynda.com slash CLNS. Go ahead. I challenge you to learn something new in 2015. Whether it's 
classes on online webcasting, whether it's creating better SEO for uh, for getting your blogs out there, whether it's Microsoft Word, Office, all that stuff. You can get on there. It's taught by professionals. Get out there and challenge yourself today. And, of course, if you want to get a free 10-day trial, CLNS Radio and Linda are offering that by going to www.linda.com slash CLNS. Very, very, very exciting there. I've signed up for my 10-day trial. I'm sure everyone else will as well. Why not? It's free money. Anyways, we're talking New England Patriots here. We're talking Seattle Seahawks. We had Adam Jones of 98.5 The Sports Hub on with us yesterday. A lot of good talk there. But, Bobby, do tell us what's happening in Patriots Nation today. As today goes, there was a lot of fun and festivities. There was, of course, the send-off in Boston. And, you know, the fans, they braved the elements. They came out to support their team, give them a proper send-off. And then, of course, it circled back to Deflategate with Jay Glazer reporting that the NFL is now focusing their investigation on a ball boy who may have snuck off with the footballs on his own. And they also are believed to have a video. Now, Glazer also reported that they interviewed this guy and were not able to find anything but that he does remain a central part of the investigation. The rogue ball boy. The (laughs) rogue ball boy. It's funny because the Patriots uh, press conferences are going on as we're recording tonight's podcast, and Robert Kraft is coming out and saying he expects the league to apologize to the Patriots when they find that uh, nothing is wrong, and Robert Kraft defends the Patriots, says NFL should apologize. Uh, You know, Bob Kraft is... Of course, the New England Patriots uh, owner since 1994, a phenomenal owner. Seven Super Bowl appearances underneath our man, Bob Kraft. Let's talk a little bit about Bob Kraft before we get Pete Shepard on the line. Yeah, well, as Richard Sherman pointed out, Kraft is good friends with Commissioner Goodell. So I certainly think that Kraft is well aware of what the NFL is finding and where they're at in the investigation. So for him to finally come out and publicly say something that was either going to support Belichick or the Patriots, or as you said, say that he expects an apology. That's a strong statement from Kraft. And I think not to read too much into it, but that it might mean good news for the Patriots in regards to where the NFL is at at this point in their investigation. Exactly. All right, let's start talking about this game because we're going to bring Pete Shepard on the line. Joining us on the line right now is veteran Boston sportscaster and our good friend Pete Shepard, and you can follow him on Twitter at PSHEP326. He's going to talk a little bit about the New England Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks with us. Pete, how are you tonight? I am uh, well. I am fantastic, and I'm um, just waiting to go out and do my first shovel to the driveway. So keep up with this nonsense. <laughs> it just uh, I don't know why we live here. Thank God for this football team. <laughs> <laughs> for a minute there, when you were talking nonsense, I thought you were talking about this little pressure in the football. You know, that's, that's beyond nonsense. You know, I'd rather have 10 blizzards than zero than more questions about this absolutely ridiculous story. Um, and all these fraud media people who are just trying to, you know, they have uh, <laughs> such a, a complex and they're so narcissistic and so 
I've got to be first. I'll do everything it takes to take him down. I had just, you know, over a freaking one PSI on a football, which 99.9% of the country had no idea what it, that even was until last week. Exactly, exactly. Well, let's move on to some real football talk here. Because Good. Good. We, we are six days away from Super Bowl 49 out in Arizona. The New England Patriots, the number one seed in the AFC, Seattle Seahawks, number one seed in the NFC, the defending Super Bowl champions, old friend Pete Carroll. So many storylines right now. Let me ask you this, Pete. Out of all the storylines that are out there, best cornerback, um, you know, between Revis and Sherman, the new young quarterback versus the old veteran, what is the one thing that you are certainly looking forward to? Well, I'm looking to see how the Patriots are going to attack Marshawn Lynch, uh, all that stuff. I think I think what the Patriots can do on offense, they say, and I was talking about this on, on ESPN New Hampshire today with Christian Arcan about what you're going to hear most of this week is, well, if the Denver Broncos, you know, couldn't get the great Seattle Seahawks defense, how are the Patriots going to do it? Well, there's a lot of reasons why. Patriots play a completely different style. They're much better coached. They're much more intelligent. And they're healthy. So there are a lot of reasons why the Patriots present a lot of matchup problems uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. I think more than what Seattle uh, presents for the Patriots. The Seahawks have been not a great team this year against tight ends. If you look at the quality of quarterbacks they faced overall this year on offense, it's pathetic for the most part. The one couple that they did play, they lost to Tony Romo, and they lost, and they, you know, they 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 won in Philadelphia, I believe, but that was a tough game for them. Uh, but it's towards the end of the season, they played nobody the quarterback while the Patriots. And I think people forget when the Lions came into Foxborough, they were ranked, they were ahead of the Seahawks in defense. They were ranked number one. I still think they finished, I believe, third in the league in defense, but. The Patriots walloped them. Now, I'm, and I'm, not, I'm just not sure on offense um, that the Seahawks are going to be able to keep up. This is not the Denver Broncos of last year. Uh, and if you go back to 2012, not that that game has anything to do with this, although, trust me, if Seattle had really killed the Patriots and not just won 24-23 in 2012, I'm sure it would be the lead story all over the national media. You'd have... The Patriots, Tom Brady in that game passed for 395 yards, and Marshawn Lynch rushed for 47 yards. Now, that's obviously – I don't see Marshawn Lynch just having 47 yards, but what the Patriots do best is take away the best player on somebody else's team on offense, and that's Marshawn Lynch. They're going to try to let, I believe, uh, you know, uh, Wilson beat them through the year, and good luck with that because the Patriots finally have the defense where if they load up the box to stop Marshawn Lynch – they have the quality cornerbacks to play one-on-one and be successful. That's how I feel about it. Pete, speaking of Seattle's offense, we know that Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia will spin the dial, but how do you expect the Patriots to primarily defend the Seahawks? Well, I think primarily, that again, as I said, I think their first task, what they're going to do is try to stop Marshawn Lynch. And I'm sure Pete Carroll understands that. So, I mean, he tried – you know, he might try to run Lynch out of the backfield. He might try to do a lot of different formations where, as opposed to running Lynch right up the middle. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to see some – it's a chess match. You're going to see a lot of different formations, I think, from Seattle. They're going to try to do some things that the Patriots haven't seen. Obviously, you have to. Um, if Seattle plays a good against Green Bay, they're going to get killed. The Patriots will win 40-10. to 10. Uh, because oh, I guarantee you, trust me, if the Patriots were in that Packers situation last week or two weeks ago, 
that would not have up sixteen nothing. That game's over. There's no way Seattle's coming back. And it took you know several brain farts by the Packers uh, for for the Seahawks to come out and win that game. Now, do I think Russell Wilson is going to play that poorly again? I know there were some drops, some deflected picks. Uh, I don't, but. Uh, Aaron Rodgers scares me a hell of a lot more than Russell Wilson. I'm a, I'm a Russell Wilson fan, believe it or not. I, he's won me over. I think he's a terrific player. I think he's smart. I think he makes you know big plays. Obviously, his record against big time quarterbacks, Super Bowl quarterbacks, I think you know, God forbid they win, would be ten and zero. But so I, I have a ton of respect for him. But I, I just think when you look at the overall matchups of what the Patriots can present as opposed to what Seattle can present, I. I think the Patriots are just too they're, – they're more balanced, and they have they have a really good defense. We have we have a really good defense also, the Patriots do. And, you know, bring it on. I'm Revis and Bronner and, and you know, McCourty and Arrington. Bring, bring it on. Try, try to beat them for the year because I think they'll fail. Pete, you brought up a great point about the uh, New England Patriots having a different offensive philosophy than the Denver Broncos. We saw last year in Super Bowl Forty Eight how – uh, Seattle was able to get a lot of pressure on Peyton Manning uh, by moving in and out of their uh, their sets with, with a rotation of defensive linemen. The last 10 years when the Patriots have lost in the playoffs or the Super Bowl, it's been pressure up the middle that has hurt Tom Brady. Do you think that a healthy Brian Stork, if he is able to play, will solve that problem? Well, a couple of things. Um, if Stork can't play, Wendell and Klein have been in there. They've done a very good job of the last couple of games. I mean, you really cannot complain about what the offensive line uh, has done. And when Stork was in there, when they finally figured it out in week five to week 13, they were probably one of the best, not the best, they were one of the top two uh, in the NFL. Um, the, the quote that you just talked about bothers me. I talked about this today in New Hampshire on, on uh, with Christian. You know, Tom Brady's bothered by pressure up the middle. Can you guys name me one quarterback that isn't bothered by pressure up the middle? No, name they all one. are. They all exactly. are. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's, a, I mean, it's such a common cliche. I don't know who started it. It's because of what happened with the Giants in 2007. Okay, yeah, they they, they got to a little bit. It still took three miracle plays for them to win that game. And in 2011, it wasn't a different. It was a different defense. The Giants didn't do what they did in 2007, and it took another. And I'll give you Eli Manning and Morton Wag. Uh, credit one of the greatest throws and perfectly timed balls of all time to win the game and a Walker drop. So I mean we're talking you know two or two three plays away for this team winning a couple of Super Bowls. The Patriots had a lead in 2007 to the very end until Ellis Hawks fell down. Whatever you want to say about the Giants defense, the Patriots had a lead with 90 seconds to go and lost. You know mm-hmm. and and, and, I, and I'll just say this: pressure up the middle. The thing is, you go back to the Baltimore game. When Brady had t- when Brady threw the ball under three seconds or less, I think he, I believe it was 22 of 22 throwing the football. And I'm telling you, go back and watch that game and count the seconds down. You'll see that that number's true. Pete, and I'm glad you bring that up because I'm curious to hear what you make of the following statistics. The Patriots ranked second on average time before the ball is out on short passing attempts which is defined as passing attempts that are 10 yards or less. They're also third in total QBR, touchdowns, and third down conversion rate on such attempts. And conversely, Seattle is 17th in total QBR allowed on short pass attempts and 27th in short pass completion percentage. 
No, I think it's a great stat, and it's something that, you know, last year the Seahawks were really good at stopping short passes. And, again, in the Super Bowl, you saw it. But Denver, like you said, Denver Denver doesn't play the same style as the Patriots do, and I think they're going to move Kronk all over the place. You're going to see him line up split right. You're going to see him line up split left. You're going to see him in the slot. You're going to see him start off on the backfield, I think, even like Hernandez did back in, a couple of years ago. I think they are going to do everything they can. And you know what? He didn't have a great game last week. Not that he had, not that he had a poor game, but it's been, it's, you know, he wasn't open at times, whatever. So the other part you're going to hear this week, well, well if Indianapolis can slow down Gronk, of course Seattle does. And people get caught in this trap for every team or every game, no matter who, who is playing, trends one game to the next. And that's just simply not the case. So, you know, uh, we've already heard the chip in from the Seahawks. They're going to say, oh, Gronk isn't that good, yada, yada, yada. I mean, give me a break. He doesn't have to have... 15 catches and 150 yards and two touchdowns. He can have a game like he had last week. And the Patriots are well-balanced, and they're running the ball well. The Seahawks cannot stop all these weapons the Patriots have. And don't give me Denver's weapons and their highly prolific offense because they are nowhere near as intelligent as the Patriots are when it comes and the game plan are. And I guarantee you that Stork or Wendell or whatever snapping the ball, it's not snapping it over Brady's head to start to promise you that. I love talking football with you, Pete. I really do. Such passion for the Patriots. Definitely great things. Pete, uh, of course, you got Marshawn Lynch, who's a human bowling ball for the Seattle Seahawks. We got our own little uh, poor man's uh, Marshawn Lynch in LeGarrette Blount. Tell me what you think he can do to absolutely punish the Seattle Seahawks. Well, you see, he's a beast. And the way the offensive line has been playing, I mean, it's not. I mean, when they're, you know, they are unbelievable. They pass block very well, obviously, and they run block well for Blount. And the thing is, and don't forget guys like Vereen and maybe even Gray. I think Gray and Bolden both both might be active this game. It all depends on what happens this week. But don't forget Brandon Bolden also, who started even a few weeks ago uh, in a game. They just have a variety of running backs. I think Vereen is going to have a monster game. I, you know, when you say if Blount and Vereen, I, I would expect you, you put Blount and Vereen, Edelman, Amendola, and Kronk out there at the same time, you watch that formation when it happens. See how Seattle handles that. You know, you got two little mighty mites out there, a gigantic man in Vereen, who's one of the best running backs in the back. I mean, they just, I just think we have too many weapons. I just feel that way. There's just too many possibilities. And Belichick will figure it out, not to mention, I really believe, and I think Carol, uh, Pete Carroll gets this too, um, not that they won't be prepared, because I'm not saying Seattle will absolutely be prepared. I think this will be a game for a while, but I think the Seahawks are running into a buzzer with all this garbage going on this week. And I, I have no doubt in my mind, I will be stunned if the Patriots are not entirely focused and don't come out firing in this game. And when it comes to coaching, not that I think Pete is, is a, a very good coach. I actually kind of thought he got a raw deal here uh, at, at, for a lot of reasons, especially the injuries that he went through. But um, if you're talking about coaching and who's going to get out-coached, Pete Carroll is not going to out-coach Bill Belichick. It's not going to happen. And please don't bring up what happened in 2012 when the Patriots were up 23-10 with eight minutes to go. Should have been up 30-10, to 10, but there was just a bad – it was a deflected pick, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, that was when Ebner and Wilson were playing safety back then, and Dennard wasn't half the player that he is now. It was a totally different time. But they were, the Patriots were spanking them in Seattle in the fourth quarter. They should have been up by 20 and close the game out. Their offense had a chance to get a couple of first downs late and really drop the ball, literally drop the ball twice. But I, I just don't expect that on a neutral field. I think they're going to be focused. They're going to be ready to go. 
And uh, I've said, I said today, and I'm, I'm picking the Patriots 30 to 20. That's that's my prediction. He, you talked about formations. Do you think that the Patriots will use more two tight end sets, or do you think we're going to be seeing more of Danny Anandola and those three wide receiver packages? Well, um, tell me who the tight ends are. Is it Solder again, which you might see? I mean, do they do the tackle eligible? Is it whom? I mean, you saw Luman. I think you're going to see some of Gronk. I think you're going to see some of Luman. I think you're going to see some of Wright. You know, Wright's kind of like the forgotten man, LaFell. You might even see Tim's. You might even see Tim's go deep. <laughs> A guy like him, I mean, that, you know, has made some pretty good plays this year, the rookie. Um, Amadola, what he did in the Baltimore game, took him two years to finally find himself in the Patriots. So, I don't know. I mean, you just, you, just, you just don't know. I just know the Seattle Seahawks have a lot more to worry about than the Patriots do. These are mediocre wide receivers uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, in my opinion. I don't think they're anything special. I think the Patriots can handle them. And the fact that they are completely healthy for once, uh, in a Super Bowl, in fact, throughout the playoffs, for the most part, with the exception of Stork. But for overall, they are 99.9% healthy. Hopefully they'll stay away for the whole game. The secondary that they have, I am very confident that if they just take out Lynch and force Russell Wilson to beat him through the year, that that's all in the Patriots' favor. Absolutely. And I'm not saying the Seahawks won't come up with some schemes to bother Brady. It's be ignorant and stupid not to think that, but... I think the way the quick release that he has, and the way that Seattle has struggled this year with tight ends, I think that I think the Patriots are going to they're going to do it. I really I really believe that. There's a reason why they're a two point favorite. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I I believe I believe your prediction, Pete. I believe that thirty to twenty score. I've been saying pass by seven since uh, they finished off the Indianapolis Colts. I think this is the year. They have it all together. But, Pete, my final question for you uh, revolves around Richard Sherman. He is considered one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He is, yeah. He definitely is. He talks like you've never – he talks like Shannon Sharp used to talk. But he does, yeah. he does back it up. My question is this. He does a phenomenal job against the Des Bryants of the world and the Calvin Johnsons of the world and, the, you know, the, the Demetrius Thomases. What is he going to do with little Mr. Jitterbug, Julian Edelman? Well, that's going to be the key. That's going to be interesting to see, again, the chess match that we talked about, where Pete Carroll and where Bill Belichick is going to line up these guys. I don't think Richard Sherman is going to be on the same guy the whole game. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they'll try to move him around a little bit. It also depends on, you know, if they think they can handle Gronk. I mean, I think handling Gronk early on for Seattle is going to be big to see what happens. Because if they can't, and there's been very few teams, no, really no one's really able to handle it. Just because Gronk didn't have this gigantic game last week against Indianapolis doesn't mean that, that Gronk, and he did score a touchdown, but doesn't mean Gronk, uh, you know, that that's going to trend over to this, regardless of Indianapolis defense compared to, uh, you know, the, the Colts. Because when, you know, the, the Patriots, you know, gave up a chunk of yards on the running game against Baltimore a couple of weeks ago. Everybody said, well, you know, Indianapolis, they, they don't need they can just have anybody run. Well, it doesn't work that way. The NFL just doesn't work that way. So I think, again, it's the chess match. I don't think Richard Sherman is going to be on one particular man for most of the game. And I think Gronk is going to be in all sorts of positions and every every which way they can uh, they can utilize him. Even if he's a decoy, that's fine. They have too many other guys on this team that can catch the football that you feel confident with any given moment. I think the yaks in this game, the yards after catch are huge. And I just don't see how the Seahawks can stop everybody. I just I just don't see it. 
Excellent stuff there, Pete. Excellent, excellent stuff. Thank you so much for joining CLNS Radio, uh, Patriots Beat. We really appreciate it. I love listening to anytime you're on. It was great having you on ESPN New Hampshire today. Uh, where does the Pete bus take you next? Well, I guess uh, there's a lot of things going on. And, uh, again, I'm going to be on ESPN New Hampshire the rest of the week, not tomorrow, because they're just going, nobody can allowed to drive anywhere. Um, so they're going with ESPN Radio tomorrow, national shows. But I'll be on Christian uh, noon to three on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week, and then we'll just uh, we'll just take it from there. But but things are happening, and uh, you know, stay tuned. There's a lot of, a lot of good stuff going on. So I'm very I'm very very happy and uh, appreciative of Jim Sensabelle having me back on in uh, ESPN New Hampshire today. And Christian was a great co-host. We had a we had a we had a great time. So. Yeah, More to come. We'll have, some, we'll have some great guests this week out as well, the rest of the week. Excellent. Can't wait to hear it. Pete, thank you very much. You enjoy the rest of your day, and go Patriots. All right. My pleasure, guys. Anytime. That, of course, was Pete Shepard, veteran Boston sports personality, and, of course, the uh, graduate of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. You can follow him on Twitter at pshep326. Pete is absolutely one of my favorite uh, Boston sports uh, radio host out there ever since, oh, I can remember. He's one of the reasons why I enjoy doing what I do. But Pete Shepard was brought to you today uh, by lynda.com. That's L-Y-N-D-A.com. Go out and challenge yourself. There's so many different classes you can take online. And, of course, remember, CLNS and Linda are giving you a free 10-day trial by going to www dot linda dot com slash CLNS radio. Bobby, what do you think of our friend Pete Shepard? Jeff, we had Adam Jones on the other day. We have a great slate of guests all throughout the week lined up. It's gonna be hard to top Pete Shepard. He was excellent just now. I told you before the show he's known for his hot takes. He was bringing it. He was bringing it. I love listening to Mr. Shepard. He is absolutely one of my favorite people. I, I, I've always said it that I just he – brings, he brings a fandom when he talks Boston sports, but he does it in a way where he really brings a point across. And some people might call it homerism. I don't because he supports these teams, and he supports them with facts. He's not blindly going out there and saying – hey, the New England Patriots are going to win because, hey, they're the New England Patriots. No, he puts out facts out there. He speaks with conviction, and I love it. I'm fired up. I'm ready to run through a wall. And the game is still six days away. Exactly. When the points are valid, you have to respect them. You love his passion. And finally, it's time to move on from all the garbage that's gone on this last week and a half, and it's finally time to focus on football and the NFL's biggest stage one of the things bobby that i want to talk about and pete brought it up as well is rob gronkowski the gronk this is the first time he is going to be healthy in a huge game i mean you could say that the afc championship game was a huge game you could say that you know the game against baltimore was a big game but this game against the seattle seahawks pete's right how are they going to stop gronk and if you stop Gronk, how are you going to stop Edelman? How are you going to stop Shane Vereen out of the backfield? Those are my questions right there. Brandon LaFell came on this season uh, with a phenomenal season. He is a solid number two, and we've seen Danny Amendola 
turn into the J.D. Drew of the uh, New England Patriots in the playoffs with just big play after big play. I, I'm i excited to see what this Patriots offense can do against the Seattle defense. I said it the other day. I said it last night. I'm going to say it again. I still think the Patriots by seven. I have a good feeling about this team. Yeah, so do I. And for many of the reasons that you and Pete have touched on, the Patriots are second in passing yards per game in the postseason, averaging 314 yards per contest. And they do. They just have so many weapons. It was enormously important for them to get Danny Anandola back healthy and give them another dimension in that quick hitter, dink and dunk offense that has been so effective. We saw that he was a key to beating Baltimore. Having him healthy and another outlet for Tom Brady is huge. I do agree. I think that they're going to line Gronk up all over the field. I'm curious to see, Jeff, if Seattle is going to, almost like you would with a quarterback, have Cam Chancellor spying Gronkowski because he's going to be in so many different positions. He's going to line up not just on both sides, but I think you could see him in the backfield. He's certainly going to be out wide at times as well. So there's going to be situations where you can't just have a linebacker chip him. And I'm curious to see if no matter where he is, if Cam Chancellor is focused primarily on Gronk. It'll be the matchup for the decades right there, Cam Chancellor versus Gronk. Cam Chancellor's a great safety. I'm not going to take anything away from the Seattle Seahawks and what they can do, but I think Pete is right. My big question for everyone right now, for all Pats Nation, for all the Seahawks 12s, is how the Patriots will be able to keep Russell Wilson in the pocket. Yeah, and that's something that I've personally given a lot of thought to, watched some tape on this. And in my opinion, not necessarily to say it's going to happen, but the way I view that aspect of the game within the game is that it makes more sense to have Patrick Chung being the one responsible for spying Russell Wilson because of his speed and the fact that if he gets out of the pocket and takes off, it's going to be a lot harder for Dante Hightower to catch him. And you might have to, you know, you might have to account for that by having Hightower the line, which allows Marshawn Lynch to get just a little more momentum, which could make a big difference as the game goes on. And even in terms of each individual carry that beast mode gets. So I think it makes more sense to have Chung spying Wilson and Hightower covering tight ends. Well, that's not a bad idea there. I could also see Jamie Collins uh, spying right there and doing a little bit of everything. I'd love to see the Patriots, and, and I've watched a little tape on Seattle now. i got a lot more to watch tonight uh, because I do have a, uh, a radio spot tomorrow night um, on a Seattle uh, podcast, 12 for 12, uh, where I'll be speaking a lot about the New England Patriots. We'll tweet out that link uh, so you guys can listen to it. And, of course, uh, Paul Beiser from the uh, from that podcast will be our guest on our Wednesday night show, uh, which we will release late Wednesday night for Thursday morning listening uh, for everyone out there in the Super Bowl area here. But I would love to see the Patriots get after Russell Wilson but one thing they're going to need to do is they're going to need to contain their defensive ends, namely uh, uh, Rob Ninkovich and Chandler Jones, are going to have to keep their rush lanes and not allow Marshawn Lynch to bounce it outside, not allow uh, Russell Wilson to get outside. We saw Rob Ninkovich. He does a very good job 
against uh, rush quarterbacks. He did a phenomenal job a couple of years ago uh, against Tim Tebow in the playoffs. Uh, last year against, um, excuse me, uh, against uh, Cam Newton, uh, they limited him, limited him on the read option plays. That's what I'm looking for the Patriots to do. The thing that does scare me a little bit is if New England goes into man defense, which they are set up to do. They have some great man-up defenders here. Is If they turn their backs and they're not spying Russell Wilson, if they don't have a guy to cover Russell Wilson, I think Bill Belichick said it earlier uh, last week where he said you have to defend Russell Wilson like he's another running option on the field, like he's another running back because he has all those abilities. So my guess is that number one for the Patriots is to shut down Marshawn Lynch. Number two for the Patriots is going to be to keep Russell Wilson from beating you with his legs. Yeah, and looking at how the Patriots have schemed for mobile quarterbacks this season, I think what you're going to see primarily, of course, we know that they're going to spin the dial, they're going to mix up their coverages throughout, try to keep Seattle guessing and off balance. But I think what you're mostly going to see is cover three, man defense. That way they can account for Wilson no matter which direction he takes off. They can account for the running backs and the tight ends while locking down receivers like Doug Baldwin and Kurtz in man coverage with Revis and Arrington. Browner will see some time on receivers. He's going to see some time against the tight ends. I also think it makes it that much easier to account for Marshawn Lynch, who's very effective coming out of the backfield as a receiver. So I think that's primarily how they're going to defend Seattle. I couldn't agree with you more there, Bobby. Good things coming for the New England Patriots. Of course, Seahawks Radio and the Patriots Beat crew have you covered all week long. Leading up to the big game, we still got some great guests coming up this week. Uh, Mike Riley has agreed to join us. He's going to come on. Uh, of course, Mike Riley is everywhere out there. Working out uh, final details with Matt Chatham. That's going to be huge uh, as well. And of course, as I told you, uh, Wednesday night we have uh, the 12 for 12s uh, podcast joining us on the CLNS Radio podcast. Of course, anytime you want, you can download the CLNS Radio podcast for free at any one of our podcasts uh, by going to your Google Play uh, store on the Android device or if you have an iPhone by going to the iPhone uh, iTunes store. And we can make it easy for you. www.clnsradio.com slash Android for your Android devices that will instantly be able to make you download the great podcast on CLNS Radio, not only this show, but all of our post-game show, The Evening Score with Sean Backey, uh, The Baseline, just uh, Celtics beat, Red Sox beat, some great stuff out there. If you have an iPhone like I do, it's very simple as well, www.clnsradio.com slash iOS free. Hey, it's free. Free is like, it's free. There's no money spent. You just go and do that, and you listen on the go anytime you want. And, of course, you can also search either uh, either one of those and just search CLNS Radio to get on board uh, with CLNS Radio. Uh, well, that's going to wrap it up for uh, today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to it as we keep the coverage rolling all week long. For Bob Kravitsky, my name is Jeff Kane. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. <laughs>